cafe. Uh, very welcome. Indeed. Uh, you, you're kind of sleeping today. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yes, I slept in today. Um, yeah. So uh, you if can... you're sleeping while we're talking, <laughs> then you yeah. fit right in. Uh, what I read may cause you to sleep because I'm, wow. Yeah. I had to be awakened, and, and so I just stumbled in some clothes, and I'm here. Bill's going to do some serious sleeping, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. On that trip to Frankfurt. Yeah. Have they already left? They leave, I think, about 10 o'clock or something like that. Yeah, um, that's a long flight. Did you get him that book? Yes, oh, yes, oh, I did. Yeah. That's why I was over and, Santa oh, okay. Yes, and I got some tomatoes. tomatoes. Yes. All right, good, yeah. good. That's a good exchange, a oh, book yeah. for some tomatoes. That's uh-huh. right. Good. Bill has some tomatoes coming out of his garden that you would pay high prices for. At no the kidding. He gave me a small market. bag with all the talk about how many tomatoes. I yeah. imagine thousands. I imagine gives you like a wheelbarrow. Oh, it was a little, little tiny little, yeah. like something you'd buy potpourri in. It was uh-huh. a tiny bag. Like, well, you this know. isn't an abundance. And yeah. he didn't give you his one cherry off his tree. Either. No, yeah, no. He got <laughs> one cherry. Five he got years. Five, five years, years for of, a cherry. Yeah. Arizona uh, can grow cotton. Uh, we yeah. can grow oranges. Cactus. Cherries. Lots of artichokes. Not no wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, you want and, copper? Uh, and, you got copper. Uh, we got copper. We used mercury. to. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's got, uh, what did he say? He had six years of corn or something like that. And so that's a big crop for, yeah. for Bill yeah. as well. <laughs> we can feed a whole yeah. person for a meal around here. <laughs> <laughs> we are bumping up all the way to 2003. It's catching up on us. Yep, yep. We're wrapping this thing up. Um, this one in 2003 is, um, well, Self-explanatory. I'll read it. I hope to read it. Here we go. Bob Ryan and I are in Tempe this evening. With 300 others, we are packed into a bar named Gibson's waiting for the concert to begin. Bob and I have written most of the scripts for Sharky Productions over the years. He has become one of my closest friends. He is the most gifted writer and songwriter I know. Brilliant, well-read, and exceedingly funny, he may understand Flannery O'Connor and Bob Dylan better than they understand themselves. In the 70s, his folk rock band was being groomed for a contract with Asylum Records until drugs did him in before the band could make it into the studio. He can still sing all the harmony parts to 49 Bye-Byes and still writes records and um, exceptional music informed by that era. He tells me the truth about my preaching. He has cared enough to call me out in my nonsense. He enjoys and understands my particular gifting as much as anyone I know. And he has stayed close to me when I have run others off. Oh, and, and he is an absolute mess. He has lived for decades with a deep, abiding faith in Jesus, and he carries a backpack of compulsions, obsessions, and addictions. And he represents millions. Maybe he represents us all. I know there's an entire strain of Christendom which teaches such dissonance cannot exist in a a quote-unquote real believer, but I will choose to walk with his deeply dependent faith over a crowded, shiny ship of pietistically self-managed strivers. So will God. As a young pastor with no small Messiah complex, I used to believe I could help uh, fix Bob. I couldn't. I can't. 
eventually in some ways. He will probably be, be more my teacher than I will be his. Bob has clumsily trusted God for any health he carries. Such is the astounding beauty given to those who stay in community long enough. Awakening. All untested religious answers get tested over time. Only what is from love remains. This is when the wisdom of dependence and humility begin to reign. Friends stop posturing and become real to each other. He and I have gone through so much there is little pretense anymore. Ten years from now, when I set out to write this book, it is his voice I will first need to hear. We will set aside several days and go north. We will be sitting on a cabin's deck overlooking the forest surrounding Prescott, and I will ask him what he thinks of my idea to write this book. He will puff slowly on his cigar and say, John, you are uh, not nearly as good a writer as you are a speaker. When you speak, you've got this supernatural God presence thing. When you write, not so much. You'll have to be you. Don't write a point that you think you should. Don't bully people that you disagree with. Sometimes on your blogs, you go after an enemy I'm not even sure exists. Write what you want to write, and only that. If you don't represent these truths with the natural, unforced story of your life by now, you probably haven't believed it anyway. Tell your story. Don't prove anything. Who knows? Maybe the stories will be salvageable to perform on the road. That's where you're the best. See what I mean? Hmm. That's good. So, this awakening that says all untested religious answers get tested over time, only what from, is from love remains, what happens and why is it that these untested answers, when they get tested and found wanting, that people still use those failed answers? Yeah. What, what is why do people do that? Well, you, you can always find a reason that you didn't quite live up to whatever it was that was supposed to deliver. I mean, I, unless, I mean, I, there's some people who I suppose could find themselves uh, perfect in their execution of whatever it was, but it, it always seems like, well, I can think of an area where I didn't quite, or I... Mm. So I'll try again, you mean, or I'll try harder... Well, if if they are of that particular mindset in yeah. not quitting, then yeah, then yeah, I I can see how yeah I'll quit I'll or I'll try harder and I'll figure out how better do it and I must not have loved well enough and I must not have because you know that God is real and you know that His promises are real and if you haven't ever run across a promise that so far has worked from God, then it must be about you. Uh, so mm-hmm. you can yeah. I mean, what else is there? Yeah. Yeah, I I think early on, I just said religious things because I had heard them, you know, and they they sounded true, and and some of them were from Scripture. I mean, they, they, but but I didn't know what they were about, and so I was, um, I think the second part of it, whatever is not from love will fail, and and 
I, I honestly think I, I could have this condescending position of I know something that you don't know, and I will give it um, not in love because I, it's, in some, it's a truth I've experienced, but I will give it out of a, a, a higher place than you, mm-hmm. and it won't be from love. Mm-hmm. And, and I honestly think the person you're with sees through it, and, mm-hmm. and it's of no benefit to them. Yeah. But I thought I was doing something so benevolently wonderful. And I think that's what got exposed. Yeah. And uh, you, you were doing something so wonderful for, for, for Bob. For Bob, yeah. To help fix him. That's right. And that's right. then when he didn't get fixed. I, I went, wait, hold on. Were I you mean, not hearing? Let me say it again and yeah. louder. So you your know. first inclination was, uh, Bob, you're not teachable. You're not, you're not that's, listening. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, or, and, and, and then eventually I realized I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't, I didn't know what, what I was trying, but if I had just entered in with Bob, I think, honestly, I think you're afraid, when, especially when you're in a person of authority. I have to have an answer here. I have to be wise for you. And I could have said to Bob, I have no idea what's going on right now, yeah. and, and, but I'll stay with you, and I'll, I'll draw close with you, but I, I, the answer I'm about to give you, I'm not even sure I understand myself. Yeah. And I wish I could have said that yeah. at those times. I lost, a big deal. I lost a lot of time. Because there is a huge difference between saying, I know this scripture is true. I'm not sure I've experienced it in this. I love you. Let me walk through finding out what that means, what the truth of this means in our relationship in your life. Yeah. Then That's right. this scripture says this, and therefore... Go win life now. Yeah. I'm better than you. Because it's like our friend Louise always says, you get no brownie points for not struggling with sins that you don't happen to struggle with. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I think this important uh, point for parents and mentors and, and leaders of all kinds. But many times a parent or a mentor feels the pressure mm-hmm. to have the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if they they have their own self-doubt, they don't share that. They feel the expectation, this person looks to me, and I must have the answer. Uh, that's why in, in mentoring and in parenting, there must be this degree of friendship that you talk about in here. Uh, friends stop posturing yeah. and become real to each other. Um, a parent, though, continuing with that uh, authority of a parent, a parent must become real, must be uh, uh, rich in friendship toward their children right. as they grow. Um, and many times the, the system that we're in, a religious system, whatever it is, precludes that because the expectations are, I will give you this catechism and you will learn it, and when you do, you will get better, you will get fixed. That's right doesn't work. Um, David, what kinds of application do you make coming out of your so much younger generation than mine um, <laughs> in this lesson that that John has just read to us? Oh, I, the same application John does because I am really guilty over, I don't know, 13 years that I've really been trying of quipping 
answers that are articulate and somehow feeling like people should be fixed because I was able to pinpoint their particular issues and I think the I think the safest thing that I can remember is my ability to see someone's else someone else's issues has is mutually exclusive or can be to if I love them in the process mm-hmm. and if I have permission to address it essentially what that means is do they trust me and they really shouldn't trust me if I'm not speaking in love to them and and so you may say well I'm a pastor I have to you know preach and blah 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 well you know preaching is a little different you can say what's true from the Bible but there's still a sense of do you love your people mm-hmm. or are you just trying to hit them with a mallet of scripture that you don't really feel the the love of because Jesus and his father and the Holy Spirit are love so they're never bringing out the mallet they're using truth as what is beneficial, as what is um, winning our hearts. Even if it seems like, well, I don't want to do that. I'd rather go to the strip club. N- no, he's not. they're not using the mallet. They're saying, here's why you don't want that. You, that has nothing to do with who you are, my son or daughter. And so I think that is so hard for me because I really do, I want people to be fixed. I want to have answers. I want to feel like I'm helping somebody. And I want people to stop being bad, messing with my world. So... For every generation, regardless of where it's been along the, the world's history, that one seems like the most important to me. Is mm. you, you just you can't pretend to love people with truth. Yes, and you can't pretend that truth is love. And that's a really limiting statement because you have to say, "I have to learn love. Yeah. I have to learn love before I'm ever going to be effective." In giving truth. Yes. Yeah. But you don't have to learn the necessarily how to use the truth. You just have to say, you know what? It's even to the extent that I have, maybe I have 3%, I'm going to give you this in my love. And the rest, I'm, I'm choosing to say, I don't know. And yeah. I'm going to walk alongside you, and you're going to know the truth that I don't have this. And that's hard to do, but important. So, Thanks, you guys. Yeah. We'll see you next week at Bo's Cafe. <laughs>